Happy Tuesday. Hello, everyone. So we're going to begin with our context today because we're just going to define our context as laughter. Because, first of all, we personally, and I would say Blue Flame just in general, locally here, is in probably one of the most intensive seasons we've ever been in, in a really good way, but it's very intense. I think I would describe myself right now as I feel like sausage being squeezed out of the casing. So last week I was the Grand Canyon, this week I'm sausage, so there you go. It is, I, I do believe, a time of great movement of God. And for us, uh, that means a time of great noise. And <laughs> so it's very loud, and there's really no place that we can go that's not loud. So we just chose to do our very first podcast from our offices in the corner. Yes, Yay. and it, it won't always be loud. It's just we were going to do it from home because really... That is the most quiet place. You know, at the corner is amazing. We love our offices, but there's a lot of activity here. So we we felt to do those at home. But today, um, and for the past few weeks, we've had a pretty big construction project going on, reconstructing our garage and getting some French drains. And it's it's a lot. And um, it's really been not that noticeable for us, you know, on the inside. Until today, at which point much of the work was happening outside our bedroom where we would record, and that included very loud music, uh, which I get. I work much better with music, too. Um, But so we're like, you know what? Let's just go to the corner. And we got here, and the cleaning crew was here. And uh, next door to my office is Pa's office, and he has these beautiful bookcases that have been constructed. And... uh, they're finishing those up right now. So we're just going to continue no matter what noise. We've put a recording sign on our the door of my office. So, you know, hopefully that will prevent just a, hey, happening. And uh, we don't know. The road noise is is pretty loud next to the corner, but we don't really notice it. We've usually got music on or that kind of thing. But all that to say... Our context is no matter where we are, we just choose joy. You know, no matter what's going on around us, we still have the choice that, hey, we've been invited to this today, and so let's give it all we got. (laughs) So we're going to just dive on in, and and if something happens, it'll be one more thing for us all to laugh about. (laughs) Well, this week, January, it's the 30th of January, so we're just about to February, which means a couple of weeks away from winter tea are very excited about. And um, I know after last week, many of you might have been walking in the light and uh, Papa might have been revealing to you places of sources that were uh, not him. And so we bless you and encourage you to keep doing that. Um, I've had one pretty recently and uh, it's, it's, it's all good. God is revealing these places so that we can be set free and love can prevail in our lives. And this week, we are in the second week of the seventh immersion, which has been very exciting. And uh, had the privilege of talking with the Immersionauts yesterday, all day. And one of the things that Papa moved on my heart to, to 
just go over with them. I felt like I should just quickly go over with you a very short version, but this is all in the chapter called Priests in Terraforming Restoration. So this is an older chapter, but what was really neat is I felt like God was just reminding us of the the functions of the royal priesthood. So when we're maturing sons and daughters of God, we have these incredible callings that have been in the priesthood back since the Levites were uh, blessing us by being ministers of the Lord. And so um, God reminded me of that, and I just wanted to go through that really quickly and just remind us all of the things that God has called us to. And the first one is ministering to the heart of the Lord, which is ministering to Papa. And, you know, this season that we're in right now, I can tell you point blank that Papa is feeling pain. Papa is feeling grief and he is, he is feeling anger. You know, there are things happening that are not easy for him, but he also has things that he wants to celebrate, things that he wants to share the testimonies on. And so when we're ministers to the heart of God, we're sitting with him, we're giving him our time each day or as we feel led to, to uh, minister to his heart through that pain, through that grief, through that anger, um, talking with him, dialoguing with him, blessing him. And um, so just like Jesus in Gethsemane, so that he's not alone during this. Who is ministering to the heart of God? Well, it's us. It's the maturing sons and daughters of God all over the world. And so in this time, uh, we get to do that. We also get to celebrate testimonies with him. And he wants to hear ours and he wants to tell you testimonies maybe that you didn't know. So anyway, that was the first one that God reminded us of. The second one is, is you might remember, is purification, which, is, which we'll just call terraforming. It's where the royal priests are preparing the way for the Lord. God wants to uh, be seen on the earth. And so one of the things that uh, blocks that is the selfishness that is uh, in the earth from the free will choices of us all, of all humans. And so royal priests love and forgive those people And by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, the memory of those sins is erased and the earth creation people are purified and and Papa is able to manifest. So that's a huge thing. We all want more of his presence. And one of the ways we do that as royal priests is we bring purification. The third one was praise and thanksgiving. and, And this is just our expression of the language of heaven. This is us revealing what is going on in the throne room to all of creation. And we do that a lot of different ways. We might do that the way that with the the clothing that we wear, the colors that we wear, the styles that we wear, we're we're expressing heaven when we do that. Uh, When we prepare food or when we meet or talk to people, when we worship, when we uh, worship while washing the dishes or whether we worship as a a group, as as a, a, a kinsman, a family that gets together and praises God through music, that however we do express, it is that expression of selflessness, that expression of love, our love of Papa, our um, our praise of him, our thanksgiving for all the things that he's done for us. The fourth one is prophesying. 
And when we prophesy, we know we are, we're not predicting the future, but we are revealing the things that are in God's heart for a person or for um, a, a nation or for uh, all of the kingdom or for those that don't know God. But we're, we're being his mouthpiece on earth and releasing those words that he has called us to. And, um, and that's one of the privileges of being a part of the royal priesthood. And then storehouse stewardship is exciting uh, to me because what that says is that God wants to release storehouses to the maturing sons and daughters of God so that we have access to those storehouses and we're able to uh, be stewards of them. We're able to release them to those that need them. We're able to uh, do his will, his way with them. But the, the more resources, the more storehouses that he releases to us, the more trustworthy we are with those, then he's able to increase that. And again, this is not us receiving something for ourselves necessarily. This is the storehouses of heaven that we are trusted, and wow, trusted by God to be stewards of. And, uh, and we know firsthand this year has been very, very big in that. There's been lots of movement by God and just encouraging each of you to be good stewards of the storehouses he's given you because he needs to give you more. And the reason he does is because he has lots to release and few that are, that are saying yes. And so your yes matters greatly. Uh, the sixth one, we are gatekeepers. And that is that to remember that in the land where you live, there are uh, storehouses, there are uh, hidden treasures, there are all the, the Isaiah 45 verse 3 and the Job 38 verse 22. All of those things that God has sown into the land that are part of the call of the land and in the region that you live in are things that God has called you to release out of the gates and just as you as a maturing son or daughter of God can receive those things that God is releasing from other places in the world. And um, you might remember this old story of in one land you have... Um, herbs and you have spices that, that aren't native to other lands. And so in the old days, they would trade. And that's how they got access to those is they released from their gates and they received into their gates. And as royal priests, we have that authority in the regions God calls us to. And then the seventh one, as judges, we do separate light from dark. We do separate truth from deception and we separate love from uh selfish, not love, and that God has called us to be ones that um, are constantly hearing his voice in the light of his presence, navigated by the Holy Spirit, so that we're able to speak out to creation what is the truth. And when we do that, then the truth gets added to the menu of all of the people of the earth. And so it's a, what an incredible privilege it is for us to hear his voice and release, speak out what he says, because that that shows the world things they might not have known. And then finally, we're teachers, and uh, and teaching is not your skill with a microphone. It it really is your relationship with the the author of life. And so the time that you spend with Papa, you hear his voice, you know his heart. 
he begins revealing to you things and uh, you sharing those things, not from what you came up with in your mind, not what you, uh, that what you formulated on your own, but, but that living word that God breathes into you that you dialogue with God about and you, and you uh, learn from him and, and discuss with each other, what is this and, and how will these truths affect the human race and God counts on you to be a representative of humanity in the throne room of God. And so your intimacy with him, your closeness with him, you receive these things and then you release them. And that's true of everybody. Whether you have the gift of speaking in front of a thousand people with a microphone or whether you prefer to stay in the broom closet uh, like, like the rest of us, uh, we're right there with you. But God will bring people to the broom closet because he wants to share what he shares with you. He wants to be shared to everyone that, um, that is in the right place at the right time. His will, his way. And so it's not a, a need to go out and proclaim at the street corners, unless he sends you to do that. But live your lives and uh, be the royal priests that God has called us to be. And together, we will produce fruit that is completed... And um, the completion of that fruit is that deception is dismantled and coercion is dismantled and love is revealed to people all over the world. And that was the uh, little reminder God gave me yesterday. I thought I'd share with you uh, because I felt like it was a very timely word for us all. Yeah, that's really awesome. And um, I want to tie into just that storehouse reminder because I think... Um, really what we're feeling right now is, you know, we know one of our greatest calls is the wait. And as we're waiting with him, we're not um, idle. You know, we're not sedentary. We're actually stewarding everything that he's given us um, with him. And now it feels like um, he's, he's just handing over more things to trust us with and it's crazy and exciting and, and wonderful and, and honestly a little wild right now. So I know there'll be lots more coming on all that. But um, in thinking about that, you know, the storehouses and what he trusts us with right now to steward, it's so important to look at that in your own life. Like right now, what does he trust you with? Because so often we look at this word we've gotten or this dream we've had and what we are going to steward and we miss that what we're stewarding right now the place we're in right now is preparing us for that and we kind of can put our focus on that and that's one of our words for 2018 is focus we can put our focus on that as opposed to every way that he's preparing us so uh, for me one of the things that he's just been reminding me more and more that he he trusts me with, and not only me, but it's just something I'm very aware of is, is time and seasons. And so that's why you'll always hear me on podcasts talking about the month we're in or different alignments um, in the heavenlies. And so um, it just feels really precious when he talks to me about it. And so I take it with that kind of weight, you know, just the weight of honoring him Um with some of the crazy things he talks to me about and he talks to all of us about our own crazy things. So 
Um, but we have a really interesting, amazing, astounding event happening at dawn tomorrow. So today's the 30th, so at dawn on January 31st. And um, so it'll it'll start just before dawn. And so that's going to be about 5.51 Eastern time. So we're Central time. So that'll be about 6.51 here. Then, you know, you can figure out your time zones and hopefully you hear this today. Uh, <laughs> but so what it is, it's a lunar trifecta. And that's, you know, kind of a mouthful. But basically what it means is we're having a super moon, a blue moon, and a blood moon aligning with a lunar eclipse, a total lunar eclipse. So you've got these things, and then it's also happening on the 15th of Shabbat, which is the month that we're in right now, is Shabbat. And we've talked before, and I won't go extensively into this, but in Hebrew, there are four new years. So there's Rosh Hashanah, which is the beginning of, of the calendar year, and it's um, you know celebrating the birth of creation. Then, of course, we know there's a new year with Nisan, and that's the the birth of a people, you know, that was the exodus and and all of that. And so there's one uh, during Shabbat, and so it's falling tomorrow, and uh, it's the 15th of Shabbat, and it is the a new year, and it's the new year of trees. So um, that's really special for us, but also it's it's really about first fruits, about what we offer. It's It's about the weight and then the offering from the weight because trees like when they would be planted and and it should still be this way now but when a tree was planted it it would be three years before harvest or first fruits were taken from the tree so it was given that time to mature and grow and come to prosper and then that offering that first fruit would be brought um, to the priests and to the temple and so I just really feel like with this all aligned on that day, he's really talking about those places where we've waited. And now there is is fruit coming and not to be afraid to offer it because we waited. You know, sometimes when we wait, we can just kind of want to hold on to it for a moment for pity's sake. But it's it's that response to offer it right, that first fruit. You know, there's the first fruit is the smallest part of it. But to offer that first fruit to him, and um, I was looking because the last time, if I have this right, this alignment took place was in 1866. So we've had different variations, but this has been since 1866. And so I kind of looked at the year 1866 to see was there anything significant. And there was a lot. I mean, a lot of things were enacted in 1866, a lot of um, battles beginning, ending, you know, just different things. But I was really drawn to this, and that was that on February 28th of 1866, it was a month that ended with no full moon. So in, you know, what we know about how the heavenlies speak to us, um, a full moon, that's a harvest moon. It, it represents that time when we can see so clearly. And um, the full moon or the harvest moon actually allows farmers to work longer uh, during that 
time when the moon is full. And so it just allows tending and nurturing and preparing for harvest. So that there was a, a month back then that had no uh, full moon or no harvest moon. It just feels like maybe he's speaking something about harvest and how full his heart is for harvest to be full through us. And so I was feeling that just really strongly um, that that he's talking about all those seasons where there weren't harvest. There just wasn't a harvest for whatever reason, whether it was no or just whatever it was when there was no harvest. And it's like there is a fullness from those seasons being entrusted to us. Like the things that we're being entrusted to and all the wild, wonderful, you know, and that kind of thing, just the intensity we talked about at the beginning. It's like, oh, my goodness, that's what it is. It's like for all those seasons where there was no harvest, that harvest is coming, and that's pretty crazy. Um, so I also got a few emails just asking me, asking me if I can add emphasis there to explain scientifically this trifecta. So first, that's funny that you would ask me to do that, but um, so <laughs> do the best I can, and then I'm going to tell you what what he's shown me. So. I told you there's the three moons, and I'm going to do them in a certain order and in the way it will be in articles and scientific areas. It'll be in a different order, but I just have to do it how he showed me. So the, the blue moon, I'm going to talk about first. So basically, a blue moon is the second full moon in a month. So it doesn't happen very often, and this is where the phrase once in a blue moon comes from. So there's a second full moon in a month, and that's called a blue moon. So, of course, with this being a trifecta, three things, I'm going to see the Trinity. I'm going to see, you know, Papa and Jesus and El Shaddai. Um, And so I was asking what aspect of them this tied to. And so he showed me a really cool thing that blue, the blue moon, represents purified because the blue part of the flame is the hottest part. It's the purifying part. And so um, we're having this blue moon today or tonight, tomorrow, to remind us about how precious purification is to him, how precious it is that we lay down anything that would keep us from going through that fire. So we come out not burned, but refined, just like in the image of him as close as we can be in that moment. You know, that there's just things burned away that would disguise him in us in any way. So then there's the blood moon. So while the moon is in the earth's shadow, which is um, part of what happens in, in an eclipse. So basically faint red sunbeams <laughs> will peek around the fringes of the earth and kind of releases this copper color that is reflected through the moon. So remembering that Hadesh, or moon, is us. Like in the story, in the heavenlies, the moon is us. It's his body. It's his bride. Um, and so, um, so the blood moon represents redeemed. So we've got purified. Now we've got redeemed, the blood, um, the redemption that we get to carry and we get to give away and we get to see the world through like we always get to see the redeemed version 
which to me is one of the most amazing things, especially now when there's it's so easy to see the need for redemption. But along with seeing the need, we get to see through his eyes what it would look like redeemed. And man, it changes how you'll pray it, how you'll say it, how you'll live it. It's just completely different when it's from a redeemed perspective. Because, you know, I, I haven't yet had him invite me to give up on anybody, you know, and on anything that he said. And redemption is such a huge part of that. So then um, the super moon, what's the super moon? So that's when the full moon is at or near its closest point to the earth in its orbit. And so he said that represents restoration when we're drawn back to him. And so even the heavenlies are telling this story. It's like they're telling the story of purified, redeemed, and restored, and what the blood of Jesus does, what forgiveness does. And I had read the other day, somebody wrote that um, that this is not the season of forgiveness. And I totally get it where it was coming from because... You know, we've had the um, the conversations with Papa and each other, all of us, about the release of consequence and the horses, you know, that have been shared in uh, previous teas. Um, I don't remember if that was an AR. It's in Legacy. So, you know, we have more understanding about that right now than maybe... Um, but everywhere does, you know, and when I say we, I don't just mean us here or just blue flame. I just mean there's this understanding he's released across the earth. But but the more we walk in it, the more the understanding goes to others. And so just the, that he would model that with a super moon about us being drawn near again, because it it just reveals his longing. He doesn't want to be apart from us. That is not his heart right now. And that's what we'll hear, that's what will be said, is he's doing this because he's so upset with with things. And like Paul was saying, his heart is grieving, you know, and we can feel that for sure. But I think um, the greatest grief is that we wouldn't join him in what he knows can happen, what he knows is true, what he knows is real, what he knows is to come to pass if we will... Um, walk the path with him instead of just passing him by. So you will be able to read many other spiritual contexts to this, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's that's just what he said to me. That's what really um, impacted me. And, and just even that word totality, like I think he is bringing something to such a completion and, and we're getting to be part of it. And we don't have to draw a conclusion about exactly what that is, what that means. We just get to walk with him day by day. And I know that's that's where we've been finding our greatest strength and our greatest joy is today with you, Papa. You know, just today with you and and not that that fight for the thing we want to happen or that where do we got or whatever it is, but just, hey, did I respond to you today? You know, because that's my heart is just to respond. And um, so for what it's worth, there that is. Um, But I do think it's interesting and amazing. And so, God, that this would all fall also during the month of Shabbat because Shabbat is so much about the everyday. 
you know, it's about the connection that we have to him in everything we do every day. And Paul was talking about that, whether we're doing the dishes, whether we're uh, doing the laundry. I have something I'm going to get to do. I got to do it over the summer, and I'm going to do it in this immersion, but just um, something where just demonstrating how worship how full worship is in the everyday things that we do. So hoping, I was going to do that tomorrow, but we had a, a slight, very slight, but an outbreak still of the flu at our house, so we don't want to um, draw anyone near to that. <laughs> anyway, so I'm hopefully going to get to do that next week, but that's what Shabbat is about. It's about the connection to Him in the everyday. It's about when we feel Him, that we can't help but extend him like I felt him so much like I've got to give some away I've got to share it and uh, so part of what we're doing with our our two gathers now as we've talked about last week and the week before was just that we're we're coming together here and we're gonna feast and fellowship together and then um, we're gonna feast and fellowship with him uh, you know just in in our gathered worship and that kind of thing. But, um, one of the things we're going to do is have a topic at the tables, you know, so we're just all just, you know, honestly getting as, um, as communion as we can and being vulnerable and just, you know, going different places and deeper places in our conversation. So we'll have a kind of a table topic. So I was feeding as my morning to feed. And, uh, so I saw a bumper sticker and it said, got pierced. So obviously this was about body piercings. Um, but that's pretty cool because I think he's talking about the body being pierced. And just meaning those times when he impacts us so much that we just, we have to share it. We have to to say, like in that moment I knew I could never leave him. Or in that moment I knew how he saw me or in that moment I saw him in a way I never had and and like to begin to speak those things out and when you fill up a whole table with that because everybody's going to have had a different experience I just I don't even know I just can't even I don't know you know what's going to happen with that I'm just excited to see and be part of that but so for this all happening in this time where it's just about extending him that's why I think it's so significant it's the moon it's about what his bride is going to do it's about what his bride has chosen and it's pretty exciting and um and I think it's really amazing too because part of what Shabbat means is taste and see and so you've got the new years of trees you've got this first fruit coming in it it comes after a long winter you know seasonally we wouldn't think about things bearing fruit in the winter, you know. Um, but here it is for us where we are, and, and some of you are in summer, so it makes more sense, but we're in winter, and it's been a very, you know, a pretty cold winter, which we're grateful for. And winter is an amazing time. I love winter because, it, to me, it's just so such a reminder for the wait. Like, you know, there's just so many things you're waiting for, you know, and not on, but for, you know, we're not waiting on him. We're waiting with him and we're waiting for what's in his heart to be able to, to come forth. And so, um, just 
thinking of that, that, you know, in Chesvon, it was all about planting seed that we weren't going to see sprout, you know, till the spring. So we were just entering into this, this winter or this season of wait, um, where it looks like nothing's happening. But now we're being prepared for the sprouts. We're being prepared. Um, so the first way he does that is the taste and see. Look, here's fruit from something that was a seed once. You know, and it wasn't just a seed like we talked about with the, the first fruit of this new year. It's like there's three years before it's considered, you know, that you would harvest. So here's the fruit of a seed that you probably didn't think you could wait for at the time that it was planted. Take a bite and see how good it is, you know. Take a bite and you're going to see me differently. You're going to see where you are right now completely differently. And so when you start to see those sprouts now, as spring comes, when you begin to see those sprouts, you're going to be able to imagine the fruit. You're going to be able to imagine it. And so one of the things that he said, you know, we really have the invitation for when the sprout starts coming you know, from the moment he gives us a seed, but especially as we see that growth, that um, because we're such builders, you know, um, because we're like him, you know, and we love to create, and and that means building sometimes that um, we have a choice about what we build for the seed and for the sprout, for the growth and the maturity of it. So we can build a fortress which can sound good, a fortress, oh, that's a protected place. Um, But when it's our protection, it doesn't necessarily equate to safe. And so I, you know, I know what a fortress is. It's like a fort, it's a castle, that kind of thing. But I did feel to look up the meaning of fortress in in various places and, of course, in Hebrew. And so um, a fortress is a temporary fortification without flank defenses, So it's kind of like you're on your own. So when we build a fortress around our seed, around that sprout that is just revealing in a moment resurrection, it's like, is resurrection real? Yeah, because that seed just sprouted. Um, But so it's to be where you've got this whole thing built in front of you. You can see the protection you've built in front of you, but from behind, you have no defense and that is no good. Um, it also means to withdraw. So to actually separate yourself instead of being separated to him, um, instead of being separated for the purpose of this season or this weight or this growth or uh, this dream, this maturity, it means to withdraw from it. And, and I know that's not what he's inviting us to right now. And then... Um, so then another word that defines it is redoubts. So that is R-E-D-O-U-B-T-S, redoubts. And if you remember, we've shared this many times, but there isn't an actual Hebrew word for doubt. It was translated, um, but the original meaning of that was to be torn from or to be separate from. So when Jesus says, Peter, why did you doubt me? He said, Why? Why would you be separated from me? And uh, so to be, to redoubt is to be separated again, you know, instead of, instead of remaining. Um, and truly with a fortress, 
no light can get in, you know, maybe some water can seep in. Uh, you can't really even see it for yourself because you're so busy protecting it. You're trying to keep it in the dark. And, you know, in a practical sense, when that happens is when, you know, there's something you really could normally share with someone. And then all of a sudden you're doing this thing and nobody really knows until you've said, I'm doing it. And there's no, hey, let's pray. Let's, you know, let's explore this. It's just, I'm doing it. It's probably because your sprout is in a fortress. So, just so you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, even you can't see it when you've built a fortress. But the other choice, the better choice, and isn't there always the better choice, is to build a trellis. So, you still get to build because it's who we are. But a trellis is made of light wood or metal, and its purpose is to support climbing plants or fruit trees. Um, so, it actually supports growth it actually supports uh the the harvest coming and the amazing thing about a trellis is it allows in light it allows in water it allows in nutrients and also as it's growing you can see it growing but so can your community so can those in your garden with you (laughs) and if there's a withered leaf you can see it and you can immediately do something with it so the fullness of the harvest can come. You can see those withered leaves and be like, oh, man, I can see where something's not going to grow there unless we do something with that. And so a trellis, it just allows vulnerability and it allows, um, you know, anticipation and excitement when you start to see those buds. You know, he really isn't hiding that from us he wants us to see it as it's happening that's that's where our trust becomes hope and and then we trust again and more hope is released and so just the invitation that um he is i think with with what we're seeing he's so um desperate for our fruitfulness and um and he sees us in such an amazing way like he He sees us as fruitful. You know, it isn't just him handing us fruit. He sees our journeys. He sees where we've walked. He sees how um, intense it's been. He sees where we've chosen grief that could turn to joy. He sees where um, we've chosen expression over emotion. He sees um, where we've responded instead of reacted. Just all those little everyday things that you don't realize add up to so, so much, and he sees that, and he's so, um, I just, I think he's finding as his people faithful, you know, in so many ways, and, and he's so expectant of the fruitfulness that is about to come, the harvest, and like we said, even the harvest for all those seasons where there was not one, because light wasn't allowed, maybe there were a lot of fortresses around a lot of seeds, but um, I think we're, as a people, choosing vulnerability um, and transparency, which is, oh my goodness, it's allowing beauty to come and glory to come. And um, it's, it's going to fill. It's going to, I mean, it's that kind of harvest that will fill the earth. And uh, it, we got to see the harvest as, yes, salvations and yes, restorations and all that, but it's a harvest of everything 
in us, like every bit of his character that he trusted us with, every bit of his passions and his heart and his, like just what Pa was saying, like he trusts us to actually say, are you hurting? You know, how can I minister to you? Like, you know, I just can't. But anyway, I just um, invite you along with the invitations that you already had from Pa just to really ask him, hey, is there any seed I've built a fortress around instead of just placing a trellis in where it can grow freely? Is there anything I'm protecting? You know, because it, it ties to our word about idolatry, but is there anything I'm protecting and I'm actually keeping it from growing? And I'm kind of looking at you like, hey, Papa, why isn't something happening here? And it's like, because you kind of won't let me in and just it's worth it to let him reveal that and just let the light flood right in so that growth can begin in the season of growth and the season of fruit and uh, and just ask him you know what's the first fruit you have to give him of harvest you've already had right now Um, because like Paul said he is all about more right now you know he's all about it so we love you guys. Thanks for t- spending your day with us. Yeah, and uh, it actually got really quiet. Isn't so that amazing? Kind of amazed, but um, we will talk to you again next week.